0: Amen. Our scripture reading for this morning comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 2, verses 41 through 52. I'll be reading from the New Revised Standard Version, Luke chapter 2, 41 through 52. Now every year his parents went to Jerusalem for the festival of the Passover. And when he was 12 years old, they went up as usual for the festival. When the festival was ended and they started to return, the boy Jesus stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming that he was in the group of travelers, they went a day's journey. Then they started to look for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him there, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Child... Why have you treated us like this? Look, your father and I have been searching for you in great anxiety. He said to them, Why were you searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Then he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. His mother treasured all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and in years and in divine and human favor. The word of God for us this morning. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for Christmas, for being able to celebrate the birth of your son. I thank you, O Lord, for all the Christmas songs that bring us joy and remind us of this great season of joy. We ask, O Lord, now that you will speak to us through this word as it is proclaimed, speak to our need of you this morning. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. We all have our family traditions, don't we? Different things that we do every year with family that everybody kind of counts on. I mean, you know for a fact that there's a week in, in July, is it, that the whole Perkle clan is gone? We all have our family traditions in our family because my dad and I are both preachers we could never get together for Christmas because Christmas is work time for us. And so we'd always get together in Thanksgiving, and it was, it was something that was an unwritten rule that you had to come home for Thanksgiving. You know, you had to be there because everybody came together. It was one of those things that me and my sisters kind of agreed on after we all moved away, that Thanksgiving would come and we would find a way to come together. For some families... Family traditions are vacations, gatherings around the table, their activities, like sports or other things that they do together. It's basically something that brings everybody together at a particular place, at a particular time, for a particular purpose. Well, today in our scripture, we hear about one of Jesus' family's family traditions. Basically, the scripture tells us that it was their tradition... Every time the Passover season came, to come to Jerusalem for that week of Passover, we're told that this was for them a a pilgrimage that they did every year. That Jesus knew that come Passover, he would get to see distant relatives. He would get to see old friends. He would get to share with them in that holy city as they participated in cedar meals and other things that reminded them of what the Passover was all about. For those that don't remember, the Passover was a celebration among the Jewish people of the fact that God had delivered them from Egypt, from slavery, that he had come to rescue them through Moses and through the plagues that were brought upon the land of Egypt, and that they were freed from the last plague, the plague that killed the firstborns, through the killing of a lamb and the putting of that blood of that lamb on their doors. And so Passover was a big deal for those of Jewish heritage The family of Jesus was not the only family that did this. Many, many families would take a pilgrimage to travel to the holy city. They would come and stay the whole week and make an event out of the whole thing. And when you do that year after year after year, you develop a lot of relationships. Anybody ever have a timeshare? My parents bought a timeshare years ago before they went bad. Uh, before, they were really horrible. And basically, we went the same week to the same place for over 25 years of my, of my life. So for all those years, we knew that this particular week of the year, we were going to be in the same place. And what happened was that there were other people that had the same timeshare share that we did and the same week. And the result was that we basically grew up with relationships and friends that became like family because we saw them every year. Every year, they were the same people at the pool. They were the same people at the at the resort, they were the same people at the putt-putt, they were the same people that were there. And so we grew in relationships. And so I can only imagine that as Jesus did this year after year, he must have developed a lot of relationships as he came to the holy city. He not only had his extended family that he got to see every year at this time, but he also developed friendships with other people that were living there or coming there for that pilgrimage. And so it was a very family-friendly atmosphere when he came, because they all kind of knew each other and had gotten comfortable with each other. The other thing is that back then, people didn't travel by themselves. They always traveled in larger groups, because there was safety in numbers. Travel back then was difficult. It was on foot or by donkey or by animal, and it took a long time to get somewhere. And so sometimes there might be a day or two days journey to get to the city where you were going. And that meant that traveling in numbers and in large groups, or what they would call them back then columns, which was a whole long group of people traveling together, was probably the safest way to go. So when we hear about the story about people leaving the city after the festival, and we hear that the family of Jesus was with this group of people as they left the city, and that they didn't find Jesus for a whole day. They didn't even realize he was missing. It shouldn't be strange to us, because Mary probably thought he was with Joseph, and Joseph probably thought he was with Mary, and they probably thought, no, he's with his cousins up a little bit further in the group, or he's with his new friends that he made you know, a few years back, and they've all grown together, and they all hang out together because the teens always like to hang out together. They don't want to be with the older folks. And so it was easy to understand how they could have missed him. The scripture says that they looked for him up and down after a day's journey with the whole group and could not find him. And you know, they probably had traveled the whole day, and it wasn't until everybody got ready to rest for the night that they realized he was gone. Because that's the only time when all the families probably went, okay, gather your family together because it's, it's time to rest. And they could not find him. And they asked around, and nobody could remember him traveling with them. And when that realization hit that they had lost Jesus, I can only imagine how Mary and Joseph's hearts must have sunk. I mean, you had one job to take care of the son of God and you've lost him and you don't know where he is. And so the scripture says that they hurried back to the city, but they were a day's journey away. So it took them a day to get there. And then for three whole days, they scoured the city. They probably went to, how many Christmas parties did you go to this year? Not too many, right? Because of COVID, but on a regular year, you got a bunch of gatherings you go to. Can you imagine all of the households and all of the people that Mary and Joseph shared with during that week of Passover, and they're going back to every single house, every single place they visited, and asking people, Have you seen Jesus? Have you seen our son Jesus? We, let, we, we left them in this city by mistake. We can't find them. Three days. As a parent, I can't even imagine. Nowadays, they say if your child is missing for three days, the chances of them being found safe are very low. It's just very low chance of finding them safe. And so I can only imagine how Mary and Joseph must have felt when they couldn't find them, and they had searched for three days. And finally, somebody must have said, have you looked in the temple? And it had for some reason, it hadn't occurred to them to look there. They had looked everywhere else. They had been all over the city. They had been in every household. They had been in every market. But they had not gone to the one place that should have been the duh, right? The temple. The scripture says they went there, and when they found Jesus at the temple, they heard him asking questions of the teachers of the law, talking to them about faith and religion, and discussing things that were way, way, way above a 12-year-old's comprehension. When your child is missing, you, you have two, two feelings that are conflicting with each other. You want to find them safe and you want to kill them for going missing. And I am sure that at that moment, Mary had both conflicting feelings. And it comes out in what she says to Jesus Child, you. And I, I can just imagine just her face, you know. Child, what have you done to us? How, why have you treated us like this? Look, we've been searching for you with great anxiety all over this city. And you know, they just, they couldn't whoop him in front of everybody at the temple. It just wouldn't have been right. But I'm sure that that was going through their mind. How could you do this to us and go missing for so long? And Jesus responded, you were searching for me? Like, I was never lost. I knew exactly where I was. I was never lost. You were searching for me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? It almost sounded like he was saying, Mom and Dad, you should know me better. If I had to pick one place to stay at, it would be in my father's house. It would be in God's house. Because this is what I've come for. This is what I'm about. This is what has been told to you that I'm going to be doing in my life. But you know, the scripture tells us that because Jesus was to follow and respect his parents. From then on, he obeyed them until the time in which he left his household to begin his full ministry. That he followed them, and he did as they said. They should have known that the logical place to find them was the temple, but clearly it had never occurred to them. I would have loved to hear the conversation between Jesus and those teachers. Because you have to remember that Passover has just happened. They have just talked about the exodus and everything the people of Israel had gone through to be delivered from slavery. They had just talked about the deeds of power that were done through Moses and all of the plagues. They had talked about the parting of the sea so that the people could leave Egypt. And in all of that, I am certain that Jesus was asking questions about the meaning and the symbolism behind all of these things. Almost foreshadowing what was to come. Because you see, all of these years of coming to the holy city for Passover had been preparing Jesus to become the Passover lamb. They had been preparing him for the day in which he would come into the holy city with his own disciples to give his own life as the Passover lamb that takes out the sin of the world. And he must have been discussing with them some of these things. And I can only imagine their amazement at the wisdom that he showed in his questions and answers. After Jesus grew up into a man, he always continued to be about the Father's business. And he didn't abandon family traditions. Do you remember what he did every time he went into a city on a Sabbath day? He went to the synagogue every single time. He went there because that was his family tradition, and that was his father's house. That was the place in which he was able to talk about faith with people of faith and hopefully help them to understand the scriptures, many of which were written about him. Jesus took the time to go to the synagogue, to visit the temple, to do the things that were part of his family traditions, because he wanted to follow in these things and show people how to live in faith. Well, the scripture tells us that Mary treasured all of these things that kept happening in Jesus' life and his heart. And this is the the only story that we have about Jesus as a teen, and it's him getting lost at the temple. If that's the worst you can do to get in trouble, you've done pretty good. Because teens get in more trouble than that all the time, right? But this tells us a lot about what Jesus was like as a teen. Even at that early age, he understood what he had come for and what he was about. Even at that early age, he understood that he was going to be doing something great. And Jesus continued to increase in wisdom and in years and in divine favor indicating to us that he continued to prepare for the last time that he would come to the holy city as the Passover lamb. Let me ask you a question. If you went missing, where would people look for you? Local Starbucks? Grocery store? A relative's house? A friend's house? Work? Where would they look for you? Would it ever dawn on them to look for you in Skyland and at church? Would they think, you know, they might be at church because they know that you are a believer in Jesus Christ and spend time here learning and growing in your faith? If they ask, what is your favorite song? Would a Christian song come up in the conversation? If they asked what your favorite scripture was, would you be able to tell them right off the top of your head? I ask those questions because I think the scripture today brings up the question for us, what are we into? What is it that we are interested in and that we spend our time on? What is it that we ask questions about and try to know more of? What do we invest our energy on? And does it have any eternal consequence? You see, Jesus showed us that we need to focus on the things of the Father. If he could do it at 12 years old when there was so many other things he could have been doing, certainly we can do it today in our lives. I believe Jesus would want us to be in his Father's house as much as possible. I think he would want us to be about the father's business, and I believe he would want everybody to be able to tell that we were about his father's business. For my birthday this year, my daughters got me three t-shirts. Every single one of them had the word pastor in it. One of them said, pastor, fueled by coffee and the Holy Spirit. Another one said, pastor, I work all the time, or something like that. And then a third one. And they gave me these t-shirts. And I thought, these are pretty cool. And I'm going to wear these to the supermarket. I'm going to wear these whenever I'm not wearing my collar. I'm going to wear these when I'm out in the community. And the reason I'm going to wear them is because I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'm not ashamed of what God has called me to do as a pastor. I'm not ashamed of the message of good news that Jesus has brought And that brings through me all the time. Because that is what I want to be about. And you see, I think when Jesus answered his parents, what he was telling them is, this is what I am about, and this is what I want to be about. I want to be about my father's business, and I want everyone around me to know that I am here to proclaim the kingdom of God. And I think that is one of the lessons that I want to leave with you today. That if you went missing, I would hope people would think maybe they're a church. Maybe they're doing some mission work. Maybe they're over there volunteering. Maybe they're over there helping somebody in need. Because that would mean that people know about your testimony. They know about your desire to serve God. And they know that you want to be about your father's business. I pray that if I ever go missing, they look at church. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, because you always remind us that we need to keep the most important things, the most important things. And your things are the most important things in our lives that we need to be about your kingdom, that we need to be about your son, Jesus Christ, that we need to be about sharing with others the good news of the gospel. We ask, O Lord, that wherever we go and wherever we are, we continue to represent Jesus and share him with others. We pray that in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen.